Hi everyone, welcome to HubShots episode 235. In this episode, we talk about should you do less on social? Plus, lazy loading images and why they matter, sales forecasting, NPS internal notification tips, and why do my social traffic show up in direct traffic? Plus much, much more. You listen to Asia Pacific's number one HubSpot-focused podcast where we discuss HubSpot tips, tricks, and strategies for growing your sales, service, and marketing results. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is the lovely Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? The lovely. I, I, I always uh, enjoy those uh, intros. Thanks, Ian. Look, it's really good to be here. And by the way, um, do you know what's 237 days away from today as we record this on Wednesday, the 17th of February, 2021? Uh, inbound. That's right. And we know that because we have inboundcountdown.com. That's right. You can head there. Yeah, so all online again, even though uh, it looks like by the end of the year, you know, travel to some extent will be... Reinstated. Yeah, roughly. reinstated and returned and people traveling, but it's all going to be online. You get your tickets. I think it's 49 bucks until mid-March. So booking. Uh, you attended last year, I think, didn't you? No, you didn't. You're like me. It's kind of like we're just... We couldn't do anything last year. Oh, no, sorry. I attended online, Craig. That's what I mean. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't even intend online. I think I was just overwhelmed with yes. so much online stuff. I just didn't get around to it. And listeners want to say thank you for reaching out to us. And we did get a note from... From Max. Yeah, thanks for this, Max. And I'm kind of saying apologies, but also there's been a misunderstanding. So, he reached out to us, you know, for help, to get Correct. consulting help, filled out a form on our site. Now, you replied to him, I think, That's on right. that day. That's right. But it came from your email address... And I think he was expecting either my email address or a HubShots email address. So then he, he replied to, he actually contacted me this week and said, you never got back to me. Why not? What's going on? I'm like, oh, we did. So listeners, that's a fail on our side, branding wise, isn't that's it? That's right. He's probably like, who's this Ian guy? <laughs> but, you know, you're the co-host of the show. We introduce ourselves at the start. Maybe people just don't make the connection that you work for a company called Search and be found. Search and be found. And you sent him the email. So. so, listeners, that's why I probably encourage people connect with myself on LinkedIn. Just so there's another point of contact, just in case we miss each other. And I know a lot of people have, and we've started conversations. I've discovered listeners that live not far away that are now clients of ours. So, it's been a lovely journey and I love meeting new people. If we don't reply or you don't get a response straight away, it's not that we probably haven't responded. Maybe it ended up in spam or just reach out to us on LinkedIn. And thanks for the note, Max, because, yeah, that's just a little touch point we need to fix up. That's right. All right, Craig, you've got a dad joke of the week. Yeah, because we're going to talk about social and cutting down social, and but we're talking about lazy loading in HubSpot in, a, in two shots' time, and we're just like, oh, should you lazy load your social? Dad joke of the week right there. We'll that's make right. sense once we cover them both later in the show. All right, on to our quick shots of the week, Craig, and here are two items of interest. First one is using the custom report builder to report on video views. Now, this looks promising. I have to admit, listeners, I couldn't get this to work. So, you go into custom report builder and you can choose, well, contacts is chosen for you, but you can choose video. So, I can get that far and I can build a graph based on it. But when I try and break it down by the video title or the media title, it's just not working for me. It works in the HubSpot <laughs> little demo animated gift that they had. But yeah, I couldn't get it to work. But I'm going to keep working on it. Maybe that's something I've done wrong. But I think this is really good because there's, the sense is within your HubSpot portal, you can do a report on the videos. This is HubSpot videos, embedded videos, and what people's attention is, how many views they had, stuff like that. So it's a great, useful report. Am I doing something wrong? I don't know. But yeah. Should have contacted support, Craig. I should have. 
And the next one is the clean move workflow actions, including all following actions. Yeah, that's clone, not clean. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, don't want to clean out all those actions. But this is, you know, when you've got a big branch with yes. some kind of stuff, you're like, oh, I just want to move that over here. Or that's I want to clone right. it. It's like, oh, just that now action. Now got to go recreate no. the whole thing. Clients. So, it's the yeah. little things in. It's the that's little right. things. It's the little things that make us happy, isn't it, Craig? All right, on to our Hotspot Marketing Feature Week. And here we talk about lazy loading images. I'll just explain what this is for people who aren't aware of the term, lazy load. If you're a bit more on the technical side, you'll be like, yeah, I'm all across this. But if you're not, it's essentially a setting on an image so that when you're scrolling through the page, let's say you've got a page, got tons of images on it. And if some of them are large, if it tries to load everything right at the start, that could slow the page down. Lazy loading just means as you scroll down, as the image is coming into view, that's when it loads. So it makes the page faster to load. That's good from user experience point of view. It's good from Google's eyes because the faster we do know that Correct. speed is a little bit of a ranking factor as well. And of course, Google recommends it. I mean, they were pretty quick to support it in Chrome, I think, I'm going to say a year ago or more. It's Or maybe it's not yeah. that long, but they certainly supported it. So what HubSpot's done is they've said, oh, right, by default, it doesn't work. So Correct. all your websites, yes. all your images, they just all load at the start. But lazy loading, you actually have to set it for each image. So what HubSpot's done is they've started putting this throughout their page editors where you can tick it to go Gold. lazy load. Yeah, it's very nice. If you've got an image module, it's great. It's just right there. If you're working with a rich text editor view, it can be a little bit more, a few more clicks required. You've got to click the image, then edit yes, the image, correct. then go advanced, then choose it. But it's still there. You can set it in a module, like, uh, sorry, in a template if you're setting it. Now, the thing I'm confused about is because when I was looking through the HubSpot notes, they said by default, if you haven't set it, then it will lazy load. Now, that hasn't been my experience. Okay. I tried existing pages and it doesn't seem they're set to lazy load. I actually had to go through images and put them on. So, my point is maybe that's still rolling out or maybe because I've got some old templates on pages, maybe it's can't do it. And maybe by default, if there were themes or something like that. I wonder whether, yeah, I wonder whether it's theme-based, to be honest. I don't think it should be. I, th- I think it should be an underlying thing That's throughout, true. throughout the system. And so, maybe it's something I've missed. Yep. I was only playing this today, just to be fully upfront. It's not something I've spent a lot of time with. But I would just, by default, like a setting globally. Exactly. On almost that, in the settings level, it's just like every image, lazy load. I think that's what they were implying that it was going to do, but that hasn't been my experience. So maybe we'll feedback. But I think this is really cool. So I would say to anyone, just go through and start setting this on. The other thing I'll just mention is that although this is new in the editor for HubSpot, some of the templates like our friend Kevin Freeman at Helpful Hero, this has been in his clean theme for ages. He had this lazy loading. I loved it about it. It's template. So it's probably already in some of the templates or themes that you're working with, but then this just makes it uniform throughout the whole system. All right, onto our HubSpot sales feature of the week, Craig. And this is about we're finding the forecast tool to be a good first step and a quick and easy way to put the next step in deals. And we've been rolling this out across our clients, and it's been interesting because there's a little bit of setup to be done one to get to this stage. And the first thing you need to do is to set up your sales forecast settings. So you can actually set the forecast period in the pipeline. You can do it monthly or quarterly. And the next thing, you can automatically forecast the categories and you can make sure that the forecast 
deal stages for those categories are correct. So HubSpot will try to figure out where things go based on how it's named, etc. And sometimes the probabilities might go out. So check that, but it is a great first step. And so we've been rolling this out, playing around with it, discussing different options with people that we work with, but I actually love it as a start. So have a look and you've got to be having sales professional and enterprise to make this work. Look, I think this is a good indication of where HubSpot's pushing, right? They're really pushing into that whole sales management, not just sales rep activities, which they've covered quite well now. Correct. It's up into sales management and forecasting forecasting and then reporting on it. So you can just see where they're going. There's been a lot of focus on the whole sales side lately. It's really good. All right. Onto HubSpot's service feature of the week. And this is following on from the episode last week, 234, shot four, where we discuss NPS surveys and the importance of it. Now we're talking about this week is how to get someone to action this. And the example here is we have people in sales that own relationships. And so what we did was we set up a workflow and there are three properties that are available within Contacts to do with NPS surveys. So we set this up, anyone that had a NPS survey rating of 0123456 and their NPS survey date was less than 14 days ago, we create a follow-up task for the contact owner to talk to that person and figure out what's happened. Now, this is all well and good until we forgot to tell the people in sales that we were doing this. So my little tip is talk to people before you do this within the business, especially contact owners, because some people might not be aware, A, why you're doing it, and B, what the next steps are with this. So when I spoke to somebody in sales, they mentioned to me, they said, oh, I thought HubSpot kicked this off. I'm like, no, we did, along with the general manager. And I said, it was really for us to find out how our customers are feeling and why things are not working in certain areas. And overall, we've actually had very good response. There's been a few uh, responses that we were surprised by. And so we were able to pick that up and work with it. So now what we're going to do is roll this out every three months to survey people to see whether we can increase the NPS score across the company. So can I just ask you, and a good screenshot you've got in the show notes, by the way, folks, sign up, hubshots.com slash subscribe to get our weekly email. It comes out on Fridays. And it's jam-packed with goodness. Jam-packed with not only things we discussed, but some extras and screenshots, which are really important. In your screenshot, you've said, and one of the criteria contact enrollment was and last NPS survey date was less than 14 days ago. Was that just so that because the first time it might have just picked up stuff from years ago? Correct. Just to avoid that from happening, I did that. And in the task, Craig, I put all the NPS uh, fields to to do with the survey. So the person in sales didn't have to go to the contact record to have a look at what the person said. Yeah, they nice. could just do it straight from the task. Nice. All right. The next shot is the HubSpot support appreciation of the week, Craig. And I am going to talk about this because I spoke to Lucius from HubSpot Singapore. And this is more to do with a customer that asked us, how do I loop a video on a blog post, what this happened to be? And I was like, oh, I've never tried that out. Anyway, I jumped onto support and it, He was kind enough to show me how to loop the video, mute the video, autoplay and hide the controls. And it's an advanced feature. And I've put a 
animated GIF there, which uh, he, because he actually showed it to me in an animated GIF, and I was like, oh, how did you do this? Anyway, he was using a program, which I haven't mentioned in, in the show notes, but I might put a link to it, but it really shows you the ability of what you can do. And I, I just want to preface this as we were discussing examples of when it's okay to autoplay a video. So things like background and hero videos and shorter examples that are similar to animated GIFs, which is a very good point. It's almost never okay to autoplay a video with sound on. And in this example, it was essentially one of our customers showing how they go through a design process and there was no sound in it and it was very short. So just wanted to have it looping so that people could see, okay, well, this is kind of how they get to the result. It was a good example of how to utilize it. So I definitely recommend you look at the advanced features that are popping up everywhere in the system. All right, now onto the marketing tip of the week and talking and tracking your social traffic. Yeah, I was reminded of this. We're in a client call yesterday, a new client coming on. And one of the things they raised, they said, oh, I've just boosted some HubSpot, uh, HubSpot, some Facebook posts. And yet when I'm seeing them in analytics in HubSpot or Google Analytics, they're turning up in direct for that traffic. I was like, oh, yeah, you're not UTM tagging them, are you? It's like, oh, what's that? So I know we've mentioned this on the show before, but it's a a common trap we find clients falling into. And it's a hard one. How would you know? You you would just assume I'm putting on on Facebook. Surely Google Analytics knows it's from Facebook. The problem is that it's falling into this direct bucket. It's often referred to as dark social. And the reason it gets caught is because if it's within an app, the Facebook app, and especially if you're on an iPhone, I think even Safari on iPhone now, they're blocking that. They strip out all that refer information in the name of privacy. I'm not going to say whether I think that's a good or a bad thing. With my marketing hat on, it's slightly frustrating because we can't get that attribution, but it's very simple to solve. You just need to put UTM parameters on. So that sounds, oh, UTM parameters sounds tricky, right? Well, it's actually reasonably straightforward and we've got links in the show notes to two tools. One, if you've got HubSpot Pro, there's the HubSpot URL builder. You can just build it there and we've got screenshots here where you can see how to do it. If you don't have HubSpot Pro, you can use the Google URL builder and it's great as well. Now, even better, though, is just use a tool for doing that scheduling on social. So if you're using the HubSpot social tool or Buffer or Hootsuite or Sprout Social or any of these other tools, they'll do that automatic tagging for you. So you get that. But if you're just natively going on to Facebook, dropping a link in, no um, tags, then it will often get lost. LinkedIn's another one. We find clients are often just natively posting stuff on LinkedIn and then wondering why it's not coming through. So another reminder there, uh, we've got links in the show notes for how to do that. Now, Craig, do you ever wonder where UTM came from? I have wondered that. And well, my brain is, um, can you hear my the cogs in my brain? Tell me, where was well, it? Well, I wondered this and on one of our, on some of the Google training that we do, it was discussed. And so I'm going to oh, tell oh, you. Can, can I, does it include the word urchin? Yes, it yes, does. Yes, that's right. Okay, what is it? So listeners, I'll take a step back. Google actually purchased what is now known as Google Analytics back in 2005 from Urchin Software Corporation. So UTM stands for Urchin Tracking Module. And that's where that came from. And that's why we talk in these acronyms and terms. Right. And so I just wanted to let people understand why it's called that and uh, the importance of it in Google Analytics, even though it's not called Urchin any longer. Yeah, nice one. There we go. Bit of history for you. All right, Craig, now we're going to talk about our insight of the week, picking your channels. I've really been enjoying Joe Polizzi's podcast. I think we mentioned it last week on the show. 
I just really like, I forgot what it's called, but it's got five minutes, 10 minute episodes. He just talks about things. One of the recent episodes, he was discussing doing less. Like people get on social and they feel they need to be everywhere, every channel. And his point is, you just need to focus on one, get really good at one first, and then expand out. He actually gave the, um, when he was setting up his point, when he was talking, he was talking about Amazon. Amazon wasn't always great at everything. They started with books, I think, as we all know. They started as a bookshop and they got really good at that. And then they, you know what they went to next? I think it was CDs or DVDs. Eventually, they've grown into so many areas. His point just being, get really good at one thing first. And so, he often advises clients, just pick one social channel, get really good at it, or one format. And I was like, I'd so relate to this because I've kind of been doing this intuitively lately, I've cut back on all my social channels, not only trying to be on them, but also just consuming them, not even lurking on them. And then I've been thinking, well, what have I actually been focusing on? And so for me, and this is not a recommendation to people, this is just an example of how I've applied it. I've really said my main formats are going to be this podcast. So that's audio. And then turning the podcast show notes into an email. So that's text with images and email. It's really just audio and email. And I really want to build the HubShots email list and communicate with our listeners and clients that way. That's that's what I want to get really good at. And so that's why, I, I don't know, well, people who have subscribed to our, our show notes would have, I think, or hopefully have seen the quality improve over the last couple of months. We've been putting a lot more sure attention has. into it, a lot more work. And really, this podcast is how I talk. I don't like doing video, as you know. <laughs> I don't like being on Instagram and LinkedIn and all these other channels. Uh, and so I've just really pulled back. I'm just going to double down on, on what I really like and what I think we can be excellent at. And then the only other thing is I do a little bit of Twitter. And that's about it. That's me. Again, not a recommendation for others in terms of those specifics. But the recommendation, I feel, is in the concept get really good at just a few things. I think it's okay to have a presence. Like I do have a LinkedIn account and Instagram account, but I'm just, presence is fine, but they don't have my focus. So that's me. I don't know if uh, you find that useful. I know you're really good at being on the other channels and you make up for my <laughs> deficit there, Ian, but what's, what's your thoughts? I think you're right, Craig. And I always tell people exactly what you've said in terms of start in one place where your audience is work on that, be really good at before moving to the next thing. And even uh, like we say with a lot of stuff that we're doing on a day-to-day basis is plan it all out. Don't be erratic about what you do. So there are certain things you can plan and execute in a very orderly fashion. And then there are other things that you obviously needs to be done on the spot. But a lot of it, if you have thought and effort and think about what you're going to do, you can actually have that all ready and not be have any angst about you have to be posting and you have to be doing stuff. And again, is the channel producing results? And if it is, then continue. Otherwise, you can, I would say, just slow it down and continue to maybe just automate some of that stuff. Another thing I would say is like people say you should actually get all of your social channels. You should own, when I say own them, you should have them Yeah, claim the brand. Claim the brand. You don't have to utilize it, but claim it. That's one of the biggest things like when we start with people is that they don't claim their brand. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. That's a good good, um, clarification. That's right. So I would definitely go through the process, claim everything, and then look at the channels where your audience is and focus on those first before moving on to other things. 
All right, Craig, on to our HubShots throwback of the week. And a year ago, HubSpot was rolling out an update to the HubSpot mobile app to include tasks. You know, I, I feel that the HubSpot <coughs> mobile app doesn't get a lot of recognition. No, it doesn't. But I know some of your clients, they just, it's they use it crucial. All the time. It's crucial Correct. to the running their business, all, those, all the reps out on the road, that kind of stuff. It's just this little hidden weapon in a way in, in the HubSpot arsenal. And yeah, a year ago, they were adding tasks. That was big news then. Now we'd be just like, well, of course. <laughs> now it's pretty amazing what you can actually do on the app while you're traveling around. I'll tell you one of the things I am loving about the app is the keyboard being one of them. And the second one is the enabling the caller ID. So if they're not in your address book, it'll check HubSpot to see where the person exists and say who they are. It'd be interesting to compare the mobile app from, say, three years ago when it was all focused on marketing staff. Correct. Remember there was the chat yes. thing in there. there was the, Which is still in there. Still in there. Yep. But there was the email marketing bit. It was all marketing focused. Exactly. And it's piece by piece, just move to sales. It's you become know, very sales and, focused. You know, tasks, yeah, calling, um, all of this. It's all yep. around sales. All right, resource the week, Craig. And this is a word. The reason it's a resource is because you've got to slip this word into your uh, conversations this week. The word, folks, is Amarel or Umarel, U-M-A-R-E-L-L. I should have looked up the pronunciation. From Bologna. From Bologna, yeah. And here's what it means. It's so good. (laughs) I know, it's gold. (laughs) It refers specifically to men of retirement age who pass the time watching construction sites, especially roadworks, stereotypically with hands clasped behind their back and offering unwanted (laughs) advice. It's just great. I just this word is so good. I've got the link to the Wikipedia. You can read all about it. You know, some of the the little provinces actually hire these people. Really? Yeah, it's almost like giving them meaning in retirement to do. Wow. Yeah, it's so sweet. It's really nice. You should read about it. But <laughs> my comment is, gee, that just reminds me of most social, isn't it? <laughs> people wandering around giving unwanted advice. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> just like out of their depth. Anyway, that was one. Uh, that's one resource. A second, I just want to mention again, Cloudflare one 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 one. I don't know if you've put this in, but it's basically a DNS setting so that you can block malware and optionally adult content as well. That's fantastic. Yeah, I I've didn't got all my know team that. on it. Yeah, especially for blocking malware. Yeah, just set your DNS to point to that, and when DNS resolves, it'll block any malware. So, thank you, Cloudflare. Is this something you need to pay for, Craig? No, no, all free. All free. Now, tell me, we had this app on our phones, Cloudflare, 1111. Are you still using that? Uh, I'm not using that on my phone, no. Okay. But that's uh, just because on the phone it, it interferes with when I try and use my VPN for some stuff. Okay. So, I'm always turning on and off, right. so I, I don't use that. And you've implemented this. So, when you say all your stuff, are you using Oh, for desktop. This? So, for just desktop? on a Mac yeah. and Windows. Yeah, you can actually do it at a router level. Actually, I'd happily do it at a router level. Okay. Yeah, basically, it just redirects your DNS lookups yep. and will block stuff that's yeah malware. That's great. That's fantastic. That's that's the security feature. Of the yeah, week. the thing that you're talking about on the mobile app, uh, the one 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 one, it's part of their one 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 family of Correct. offerings. That's actually a DNS look. That's purely for speed because it made gotcha. it quicker. The DNS lookup is often part of the lag. You know, when the DNS Correct. resolving. Yeah, whereas Cloudflare is so fast. Yeah. All right, onto our quote of the week, Craig. And this is from Nassim Taleb and from his book, Skin in the Game. And it says, the curse of modernity is that we are increasingly populated by a class of people who are better explaining than understanding or better 
at explaining than doing. Actions speak louder than words, in other words. That's right. Now, we have a bonus link of the week, Craig, an editing trick. And I was looking at this and I was having a good little chuckle to myself. This is so good. <laughs> You're trying to edit a document someone sent you, right? So, And this is from Derek Gleason on, uh, via Twitter. He says, basically, say you've got a Google Doc, right? Yeah. You highlight the paragraph and you go, you add a comment, oh, what do you mean here? You wait for them to come back and explain what they mean. You just copy <laughs> that out and replace it. <laughs> Rinse and repeat. That's great. <laughs> but it's such a good piece of advice. Oh, I've got a malarkey of the week. We're not going to cover it. bollocks. <laughs> yeah, it's just complete bollocks about an award we won. It's hilarious. Anyway, I'll leave that in the show notes. We won't cover that. A bit of an extra for our readers. Sign up to get the show notes and you'll see it. It's just, it's unbelievable. <laughs> That's our call to action. Sign up to, <laughs> to see the malarkey of the week. <laughs> All right, listeners. Thank you. Thank you again for listening. And if you have found this useful or you've got, any advice? Like I've spoken to a few people this week that we know that listen, and it's been really nice to hear from you guys with advice on certain things. Got some friends in the UK who are going to give us some stuff about MPS surveys. So we're waiting for it and we're looking forward to it. And even the last episode about CRM, we would love if you could share that with somebody who is interested in CRM or is looking to expand their knowledge about CRM to help them out. And again, Connect with myself on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you. And you can try connecting with Craig, but it's just best to reply to the email when you subscribe and you'll get straight to Craig. Well, Craig, until next week. Catch you later, Ian. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. To get the latest show notes, HubSpot tips and resources, sign up at hubshots.com. You can also book time with us to help you grow better with HubSpot. 